So hello and welcome to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast. I'm Simon and I am honoured tonight to be joined by special guest. You know him as Doughboy from Boys in the Hood, as the bully from Free Ninjas, and now as everybody's favourite chef, Behar Jackson. Behar, thank you so much and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, I mean, to take it all all the way back, um, can, like, how did you first get into acting? Like, was it something you was doing in school, and then, you know, were doing like school plays and things, or how how did it originate? Uh, yeah, everybody's done a school play before, but um, particularly Boys in the Hood um, was being cast uh, not too far from the neighborhood where I grew up. And um, some people who were involved with the production uh, just so happened to um, hear that they were having trouble casting the role of Doughboy. And um, they had asked this person if they knew anybody. And they basically was like, oh, well, that's Beha. You know, um, you guys should take Beha down there. And so I just went down there. And once I met John Singleton, we read through the script about two times and the same day I got the job. Wow. Uh, and you're so perfect in that role. Um, I mean, like the, the scene with, uh, you know, trying to get, trying to get uh, rookie's ball back. It's, it's just so good. Like it feels so like realistic. I mean, was, was that, I mean, was that kind of true to life in some regards? Like, is this, the, was that the sort of things and experiences you had growing up or you'd, just you know well, natural with it i mean absolutely um what a lot of people don't know is that i was actually one of the few people in the movie that was actually from the so-called hood uh the movie was filmed in the neighborhood where i grew up i literally would walk to the set uh, it was just like a block away those train tracks where we walked through uh my friend still lives over there i still go over there those train tracks aren't there anymore actually um but that's the neighborhood i grew up in uh, very much so. Um, all my life, I've lived over there. So uh, my um, older brother probably was a little more doughboy than I was. But, I mean, we definitely went through, you know, the everyday struggles of, you know, growing up in the hood or whatever. Um, yeah, so it, it was kind of true to life. That's why it came natural to me. Um, but, you know, there was also um, some acting that I did learn how to do during the process. Well, and it's such an iconic uh, movie, you know, to this day, so iconic. And uh, the cast as well. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooden Jr., right. Ice Cube. Uh, I mean, did did you get to spend uh, much time with those guys, like, on set? I mean, did you have any good, you know, good memories and experiences with them? Oh, absolutely. Um, as I said, I literally lived in the neighborhood where they were filming. Um, so on most of the shoots, I was even if I wasn't in the scene, I was probably there. So, um, and another unique thing about that set was, uh, I didn't know this at the time, but it was really like a family, really tight knit. Um, it, it just had more of a family vibe, um, than, you know, some other sets that I might've been on, you know what I mean? So it was like, a, um, it was like a, everybody knew magic was being made. So everybody was really uh, gracious towards me. 
um, Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bassett, everybody. I don't think, um, I didn't have a bad experience with anyone on that set. And um, actually I remember it to being really kind of, um, I mean, it was a loving atmosphere, but it was, like I said, uh, you kind of felt that magic was being made. And then if you do look back and you say, wow, this person was in that movie, that person was in that movie, that person, or this person was the director of photography to the makeup artist, or everybody is pretty much uh, done pretty well for themselves uh, after that movie. It was so, it was like a um, melting pot of um, iconic black actors. So, yeah. And it holds up to this day. I, I just watched it today and it's still amazing. It's just a, yeah, a fantastic movie. I mean, once you uh, finish on the movie and so go back to regular life, did you feel like things had changed? You know, that you're now you know, infamous as Doughboy from Boys in the Hood? Um, yes and no. Um, I come from a large family, so everybody was definitely proud of me. But um, I don't know. It was hard for me to get used to say I was a celebrity or something. I, I think I'm more comfortable with it now than ever like because people still approach me like hey that's you or you know can I take a picture with you or whatever back then I was kind of you know I was just a young kid um uh I didn't have real Hollywood guidance like that you know what I mean I just had the guidance of you know my grandmother and my brothers and my aunts and uncles you know what I mean who were just regular people you know great family so um I don't know um things did change though absolutely because people you know some people were nicer to me I did have a little bit of money. So, I, you know, I was always into gadgets and Game Boy and Nintendo. And, you know, I had all of that. Um, but also, I felt like some people changed because, or not even changed, people just expected a certain thing out of me. And like I said, I didn't have Hollywood training, which is, you know, a, a lot of uh, child actors are actually trained for stardom. I wasn't, I was just like literally fresh out the hood. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I did the best I could uh, to be myself. And I think that pretty much all the roles that I ever got were of me just being comfortable enough to be myself, knowing that, you know, that's what the people wanted. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it must be a lot to of, uh, to go through at such a young age to have that sort of like pressure of like I mean it, for, even for an adult that's like a lot you know to suddenly be known to people and like you said you know people potentially you know wanting things out of you and whatever so I mean that that's kind of a crazy experience we I, I often uh, talk to people about props uh, on here did you get to keep any any of like props or clothing or anything <laughs> that you've like treasured from from that well, um, uh, I did keep, um, something I wasn't supposed to keep. So, um, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure if you know, uh, there in the movie, um, uh, I guess Trey was a comic book collector. So in real life, I was an avid comic book collector and, um, so was John Singleton. Um, so we kind of really bonded over that. But weirdly enough, all the comics in the movie were rented. Mm -hmm. But some of them were really good comics. So um, I, I do have a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a few of those I've managed to keep um, throughout the years. But um, yeah, most of it is just really good memories of just, you know, it was really, 
it was just like I said, it was magical every day going to the set. And it kind of spoiled me about being on sets because not all movie sets are like that. You know what I mean? Uh, they're really about business. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, but yeah, so that's what I did walk away with comic books and memories and, um, you know, meeting good people. That's that's awesome. What more could you ask for? You know, that's perfect. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you then uh, you go on after after Boys in the Hood, and you play uh, the bully, the main like antagonist, I guess, in the uh, in the Free Ninjas movie. Now, this movie in particular was like massive to me as a kid. It was like the <laughs> you know, like the movie that you like travel around with with from school, like like the VHS cassette tape because you want to be able right. to watch it at whatever opportunity you can. And that was my movie for me when I was a kid, and you're like yeah like the main like villain so to speak i guess the child so, villain yes <laughs> i mean how how did that role come about so that role um was through the agency um they you know got me to audition i did go on a lot of auditions but like i said i could only find myself in a certain zone at certain times and that particular day um was uh it was like the second audition but i was coming from the funeral of a family member an older family member and you know after coming from a black funeral it's kind of you're in a weird position because it's a sad thing but it's like a family reunion so you know you feel happy that you saw all these people but you kind of feel sad the person died so it just puts you in a weird place so when i they were like you know you have to go to this uh audition i'm like okay okay whatever but i was just comfortable you know so I went in there and um it was a panel of people and um I think the director was there too John Turtletaub and um they were just asking me all these questions and I was just answering them and I just read the the thing and like I pretty much got it that day um but that was my first that was the first movie I did that was like on some not that the other movies weren't professional, but like for Boys in the Hood, like I said, it was a different type of feeling. And then I filmed uh, Three Ninjas around the same time I filmed uh, Poetic Justice. So I was in that too. And, um, you know, on the set of Poetic Justice, I was like a little prince, you know what I'm saying? Because I was John's little dude, you know what I'm saying? I was Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. Like I had it good. So, you know what I mean? I had kind of more leeway. I would eat like with Janet Jackson in the trailer for lunch and you know, me and John are going video game shopping. You know, I, you know, got to meet Tupac. Um, so Three Ninjas, I actually had to work. I actually had to act. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think I did a pretty good job. You know what I mean? Um, but they were serious. Like, they were serious about the business of getting that movie done. Now, what I can say is I had a really good time. It was way in the valley of, um, LA, of uh, California. It was on the outskirts. So it was like um, way out. The little kids were really, they really knew their stuff. Like they were really little ninjas. <laughs> they were really cool dudes. You know, it was a, it was a good set to be on. John Turtletown was a great director. Um, it was the first time I got to really work with uh, real stunt choreographers because they had real, um, you know, Kung Fu guys on set. Like, and they were teaching us how to fall and, you know, how to do this and how to do that. And like I said, those little guys were really professional and they really knew karate or whatever they took. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, but that was, 
that was like the one movie where I kind of dropped the ball professionally. Um, because I, um, you know, I didn't live close to the set at all, but, you know, I was required to be there at a certain time. And um, one day I was actually late and they were super angry about it. The producers, not the direct, because, you know, there's the business people and then there's the actual people that are working with you. But yeah, they had to talk to me about that. And um, that I think really kind of probably affected my career in some way. You know what I mean? I did go on to do, um, I did Mr. Jones. Uh, there was a TV show, Rhythm and Blues. And then there were a couple of independent projects, but yeah. Um, so that was my first professional movie that I did besides, and then after that I did Mr. Jones, but it was like a smaller part, you know what I mean? Um, I did, I actually almost was in Mighty Ducks too. Um, like I got to the, you know, that's crazy. If I, that would have really solidified me. I think Keenan ended up being the role, uh, but I got all the way to the, like they were filming different combinations and stuff of people. So yeah, but um, yeah, it was a really good experience. And Three Ninjas, like I said, ended up being a, a big movie for me. Um, because it, you know, it was a big hit internationally. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would literally go to, you know, different places in California and all these foreign people that didn't even speak English would come and mob me and, you know, and then there were, you know, there were two different versions of the movie. The long version, I think, where we actually get beat up at the end. And then there's a short version where we don't get beat up. Yes. Yeah, that there's a couple well so so many amazing things that you just said that i need to ask about um you're dropping bombs but the so we we had kate Sargent on the podcast he played emily who was like the the love interest for the younger character and um she was saying how that there yeah there were two two versions shot of the movie and the original version was that you know you and like the the other buddies sort of yeah get like beat up at the end but at that time, they had the LA riots and uh, Rod Rodney King. It was happened, so they didn't want it to be that you know that you know the end of the movie. You've got these three white kids, you know, beating up, beating a, up the, like the only black person in the movie. Yeah, so so they yeah, switched. But I was dis yeah, I was disappointed because we worked hard on that scene. Like we really learned uh, actual you know fight choreography, which is um. Uh, you know, a special thing. It's actually, a, it, we had to go through a lot to do that because I mean, if you really want to rewind boys in the hood had none of that. It was like, and so I'm not sure if you, you remember the scene, the most famous scene of the train tracks um, mm -hmm. when, when I get the ball back. Yeah. And so we did that scene so many times and I don't know what happened, but John was like, just come on, man. I know you can do this. And da, da, da. we're going to go to the mall and we're going to get a, a Game Boy or whatever the little system was. And he was like, we're going to. So we did the scene one last time and it looked so realistic, didn't it? So because good. Because he really kicked me. Like he, he kicked it. He kicked me for real. And so they're like, cut, cut. And they're like, that seems really real. And I'm like, oh, it was real. And, you know, there's like a, um, child welfare person on every set and so she's like oh my god this is terrible I, he's got to take a break and go to this but yeah it, it was a real kick <laughs>
yeah. it, it but, looks really real and you like really feel for your character in that moment because you know you he's doing a good thing he's trying to get the ball back and i think we can all relate in some way of like you know everyone's been bullied to some extent at some point right as a kid or well, well maybe they haven't but i could feel that you know and it's, uh, <laughs> yes 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 but just fast forward into three ninjas i just thought that was so good that they had it was really it was a really professional uh set i will say that and i learned so much working on there and like i said the kids were really professional they knew their karate stuff all of the um, technical advisors that you just don't see that put in so much work into a movie. Uh, that was, that was a really good experience working on that movie. And uh, like I said, John Turtletow, he was a real cool director. Yeah. Well, you were great in it. And I mean, I mean, so that, that version is out now, by the way, like there, you can watch that version. I think it's on Hulu where it's like the, it's like a more violent version actually. And like the grandpa, <laughs> yeah. like, the grandpa like kills someone at one point with like a ninja star. So it's like, it's. Yeah, uh... he, <laughs> he was real. He was real cool too, man. That guy, like everybody that um, worked on that set was real cool. And really, like I said, they were really professional and um, about their, uh, their craft. But I don't, I don't know that the other, that those other kids did anything after. Cause I remember, like I said, they were real, you know, and they were like, they were interested, but they weren't really interested. They were more interested in, in the karate, especially the uh, oldest guy. His, uh, what was his name? Trainer. Uh, Michael, Michael Trainer. Michael Trainer, yeah. And then Max was the middle guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he more wanted to be an actor than the other two. But, um, yeah, they were real cool, though, yeah. It was a, it was a cool set to be on. Because there were just a bunch of little kids, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you get to do the basketball scene, uh, which is like, you know, one of the infamous scenes in that movie as well, which they switch around depending on which version that you watch. So in the original version, how they shot it, it's that you guys win. And then that's how they get like the comeuppance at the end. But because they mm-hmm. took that part out, they re-edited it so that, you know, the, the free ninja kids win. Um, I mean, was was that fun to shoot? I mean, did you play basketball as a kid? So, like, was that you were able to do your own like stunt, uh, stunt, so to speak, or how did that work? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a really fun shoot that day. Um, and like I said, I like the longer version better because it shows how much work we put into it. You know what I mean? Like that choreography situation is a big deal. You know what I mean? And um, especially for little kids to be able to get it and nail it and um, yeah, the original one, we, like you said, the original version was a little more violent, but I mean, what karate movie isn't violent? Um, and so, yeah, we, we played hard and we walked away with the, uh, with the bikes. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I liked the longer, I don't, I was very disappointed when I found out that the, the version being shown in the theaters was not the version that we saw at our own premiere, you know what I mean? Um, but I guess I understood. Yeah, I think, I mean, it seemed, it was, it seems like it was definitely the right decision to make at the time um and uh you can see why they did it so i mean it's quite you know self-aware i guess uh but yeah but both versions are available now um i I i have to ask i mean you just mentioned you know poetic justice as well which is another like iconic and infamous movie and i mean to spend time with janet jackson and to meet tupac i mean what what was tupac like 
Tupac was cool, man. He was just a regular person. But like I said, um, on the set of Poetic Justice, I was like a prince. So I really wasn't trying to... Um, I, I felt like I was a star, you know what I mean? And everybody treated me as such because a lot of the... the um, the crew was, you know, a spillover from Boys in the Hood. You know what I mean? And so people knew me and they were proud of me to see me actually working and yada, yada, yada. So um, I just, I was a really big fan of Tupac, but I wasn't trying to fan out on nobody. You know what I mean? I didn't even really fan out on Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? So I did go to his trailer and meet him the first time. And it was just weird just to be in his presence. But then all the rest of the times we would just talk like, you know, regular people. He was a regular person. You know what I mean? Um, but I spent more time. I, I think I spent a lot of time with Janet Jackson just because she was like Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? I was a really big star and she was like so beautiful in person. Like a lot of people you meet, they don't even look like they look, you know what I mean? But she was like way more beautiful in person than I ever could imagine. And she was real cool. So for me being from the hood and, you know, I'm Beha Jackson, she Janet Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was real cool just to be hanging out with her, you know, eating lunch, her, you know, asking me questions, me asking her questions. So that was real cool. And then, you know, Guy Tory um, or Joe Tory rather um, was on there. Uh, Tyra Farrell. It was a really great set to be on. I got to meet like Heavy D and um, just a lot of people on that set. And everybody was real cool on that set also. Um and so, you know, John just wrote me into that movie just, you know, because he wanted um, me to be in the movie. So I played Beha in the movie. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was real cool. And like I said, Tupac was cool. He was I didn't see no crazy activity with him. Um, he just he was um, he worked like when he it was time to go. It was time to go so far as working. You know, what I mean, a lot of people. um are like really serious about their craft. You know what I mean? I felt like it's always come naturally to me. And I think probably for him too, but some people are a little more serious, which I probably could have been more serious, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I tend to like to do things, you know, organically. And I, I feel like every role that I've played, I've, I've, you know, done it correctly. You know what I mean? But yeah, Tupac was cool. Janet Jackson was real cool. Um, you know, John, you know, that was like one of the best men I ever knew. You know what I mean? I used to, we stayed in contact all the way up until, you know, um, until he passed. Um, but yeah, like I said, he was a real big influence on me because he was like a nerd. You know what I mean? And I was like, I, we were in the comic books, video games, but he was like a boss. You know, everybody like really gravitated to him and believed in his dream and his vision. And, you know, that always amazed me how directors can just take, something on paper and really make it look good like the script you know like because sometimes you'll read a script and then you'll see the movie and you'll feel like oh that wasn't exactly i don't think what the script writer had in mind but yeah so he was amazing man amazing it's all amazing <laughs> i'm uh it's yeah so so crazy I mean, you you mentioned that you got like um, like told off uh, for being a bit late, and that you think that like affected your career. Do you mean that that affected you, as in it affected your self confidence, or you mean like you thought that it like <laughs> put a red flag it, over you or something? I think that it, it, it was like um, probably a little bit of both, 
because but what I didn't know at the time was that even though Hollywood is big, it's small. You know what I'm saying? If you really look at the 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 names, like if you look at the credits, the names that matter, you'll see them a lot. You're gonna see them in a lot of movies. These are people who you probably would never even think you'll never recognize them in person, but they're like casting directors or they're executive producers or they're you know what I mean. So I feel like you know, um, you know, because what their bottom line was, you being late cost us money. It cost us this amount of money just to every hour we're here. So, um, and then there, there was some other things that happened that I feel like, yeah, the, it might've gotten me a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of, you know, cause I had a lot of auditions where I got almost there and then I just, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe I just wasn't good enough. So, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> but also, you know, our past, you know, our, our, I feel like my path has been the way it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? It, you know, I, I found, I've always done cooking, but I, I really learned about um, wanting to cook for a living, actually being on a movie set. You know what I mean? Um, on the set of Poetic Justice, the craft service wasn't, you know what craft service is, right? Yeah, yeah. The it's just like the little right? snacks and shit that they put. Yeah, yeah. But the lady that was doing the craft service on that set, she was like making hot food and you know all kind of stuff. So I um, became really good friends with her and her son, and um, I saw that they were making a lot of money. And of course, one of my favorite things on the set was the uh, the lunch truck. You know, I could go up there and just order whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? So I started to um, cook with them, and then I started to do catering. And then, you know, in the mid-range of a lot of uh, child stars, the mid-range of, I'm saying, from like 15 to 20-something, you kind of go through a transition period anyway. So, you know, I went through some things, but um, me being in, in the movies has always uh, helped me out in life, period. You know what I mean? Um, just because it was the, the movies that I was in were so iconic, I tend to, I definitely got favor over the years because of, you know what I mean? Even in the hood, like I'm, I'm from the hood, you know what I mean? So I've been in some sticky situations where it probably would have been much worse if I wasn't Doughboy from Boys in the Hood, you know what I mean? So I definitely done got some hood passes because of it. I've gotten residuals all these years to, you know, keep me financially straight, you know what I mean? And like I said, I've met some really, really great people. And to this day, when I see anybody that I worked with, it's like, oh, hey, you know, how you doing? And, you know, it's like not a moment has been lost. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm glad I had my time. I'm actually glad that I wasn't, like, I don't think I could be a child star in today's environment. With social media I don't even think I could everything. be a kid. Yeah, I don't even think I could be a regular kid in today's environment with the <laughs> social media and stuff. You know, like, it's just, it's a lot to have to deal with even as an adult. So, so, but I'm slowly but surely trying to ease back into the spotlight a little bit. Um, I want to, um, well, I have a, a YouTube channel I'm trying to develop and um, I have, a, um, you know, I cook for a living in Atlanta where there's, you know, everything's a, a, a big production out there. So, you know, I'm getting a little uh, more comfortable with uh, being back in the so-called spotlight. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's awesome that you found like the path that you want to be on and you found it 
you know through through your time in movies um so if if you can tell us a bit more about like about your cooking so you have so you, there's a, a restaurant in atlanta like i'll put all of the information and links to everything to youtube all of that stuff in the description i uh, were like what, okay. what type what type of food is it okay so the restaurant i currently work in in atlanta it's like a southern fusion you know what i mean but we do um brunches sunday brunch saturday brunch and um we do breakfast at night on thursdays but um i am actually in the process of getting my own food truck also um, which which will like specialize mostly in vegetarian and vegan food i'm not a vegan but i do make some pretty good vegan food and um i just got a lot of ideas that i'm just trying to manifest right now you know what i mean but for me learning how to cook has been just a um experiential thing uh i've had the opportunity to eat you know in la it's like a melting pot so if I eat some tacos or something, I really like it. I've got like a magic ability to re- reverse engineer. So when I tried Thai food, I started cooking Thai food. When I tried Indian food, started cooking Indian food. I tried Ethiopian, on and on and on. So I feel like I got a pretty big arsenal, you know what I mean, so far as um my food style. And I just love to eat too, so... If I'm going to eat good food, I try to never serve anything that I wouldn't eat. You know what I mean? So that's just my philosophy on cooking. And cooking has, you know, in Atlanta or just period, for me, I've gotten a lot of, um, like, a good chef will be a, almost a, celeb- a celebrity in his own little circle. You know what I mean? So I've gotten a lot of accolades just from cooking. You know what I mean? And um, it's, it's always like a, a shock for people who don't know who I am They're like oh that's you you know what I mean because they just you know love my cooking and then they find out I was in you know their favorite movie you know and that's one thing I do get a lot about both of those movies oh that was my favorite movie that was my favorite movie you know what I mean so yeah and you tell me please tell me that the food truck's going to be called Doughboy's food truck I mean if that's not coined (laughs) It, 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 it actually is um it's actually in the name. So like I said, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more accepted of just the fact that it's it's part of history. You know what I'm saying? Like people are going to always, no matter, I feel like I don't even look the same anymore, but people still recognize me. So it's always going to be there. I might as well capitalize off of it. When I look on the internet, I'm on so many memes. There's so many memes with me in there. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm on t-shirts. I'm on paintings for sale i'm on uh all kind of merchandise which i don't get any money from it so why not just come out with my own merchandise you know what i mean oh yeah i i I might as well you know what i'm saying and if it's gonna help me sell some food that's even better and um yeah so i think that the hype will bring people in and then the food will you know keep them there what do they eat where you're at man you say you're outside of london what city is it uh well it's literally just outside of north london but uh i'm actually i'm actually vegetarian myself so uh oh okay cool yeah yeah. i just did a vegetarian spread this past weekend man i made some grilled cauliflower that was really delicious yeah that sounds dope what i'm doing is um i've been shooting a few little short videos and stuff so i'm gonna try to um you know try to incorporate uh youtube and social media 
so that when I um, actually do launch, it'll be like, you know, hit the ground running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so awesome. And uh, yeah, so get all of the, you know, the links. I know that some of it, you know, says not ready. You said North, North London, you know, you know who Chip is? Yeah. The grime artist. (laughs) Yeah. He's like my favorite artist right now. (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy yeah 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 he's uh he's been around for a long time um yeah he's he's lyrically sound boy he um i rate him (laughs) (laughs) that's that's awesome and atlanta is uh the home of so much great hip-hop so uh yeah that that that's good coming from there yeah yeah it is um I feel like what he does um, is he kind of sticks to being a hip-hop artist. So he's really focused on rhymes and concepts and stuff like that. He's not just rapping about, you know, the, I feel like this drill movement has kind of been too much because it's like people are, uh, this is the stuff we're putting in the air. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, I don't right. Even, I don't even feel it. I don't even feel like we need any more, uh, hood movies anymore like we don't even need it anymore like we we know that it's bad in the hood we know this stuff goes on let's try to re rethink where we're going you know what i mean but that's just my humble opinion yeah like more more positive uh sort of perspectives on it right 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 yeah yeah like i don't know i just feel like um you know we can make movies about uh, another form of experience for the urban set you know what i mean for sure for sure this has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you uh, i yeah so great for your time uh, all of the links will be below so please everybody support uh, behar on everything that you're going on you know to do you know sincerely grateful for all of the work that you did i'm like now really upset that you weren't in mighty ducks too that would have been awesome <laughs> i'm upset too <laughs> <laughs> people can follow you on instagram as well right i'll put the link below for that as well yes 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 you can follow me on instagram and um i think i'm on twitter i think i'm on twitter but i'm gonna correct all of that really soon i'm gonna i'm gonna come from the 90s all the way to 2022 and i'll be on every every social media platform um absolutely man so um yeah, it was really good talking to you, bro. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you. Thank you.